from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 459, and today's show is brought to you by Hello and the Canalea Pen Company. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm very good. That was an like almost radio kind of voice that you did there. I liked it. Oh, really? I didn't really. Yeah. I didn't Hi. amp it up. Hi purposely? there. I'm Hi Brad there. Dowdy. Like that, you know. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yep. Pens, well, pens, pens. We're about to get aggressively loud, Brad. Voice because I have a rant to go on before we get started today. Oh, jeez. It's All like, right. you know, ancillary pen related. Okay, but it's not I in would the just, document, so that's a concern. It's not. Me. It is All a right. concern for you because it just happened. Like this is why I'm so right. like fired up as we're going into this. The international banking system sucks. Oh, I read about this in <laughs> Refill. You should have come to me and I could have helped you. <laughs> That's a, actually a good point. It is so frustrating. All I want to do is pay someone money yeah. without... yeah. And both of us, both parties, want to pay and receive money in an efficient and non-extra um, fees kind of way, right? Because yeah. when you're dealing with a large sum of money, mm-hmm. every percentage point matters, right? When you're dealing with a large sum of money and low profit margins... Every percent matters. OMG. I think after a month, Mike, literally a month, today was the day I think we got it taken care of physically at my bank. And that's the second trip I've had to make for that after failing at all the online um, aspects of this. And this is to pay for a pen. So it is stationary related. I feel comfortable in, in bringing this topic up. But my goodness, what a terrible terrible system <laughs> it is to to pay people money um and like i'm happy to pay your fees just one don't make them exorbitant and two make your system work oh my gosh i'm i'm done i'm done hopefully yeah i, um, can't I say this and something else is going to happen but your end because like you're always going to have issues with your bank but in the sense of like making transfers relatively speedy and pain-free uh, I have been using for years now a service called TransferWise. It's called Wise now in the UK. So, okay. And this, this is was recommended. I yeah, I, I really strongly recommend people that are transferring money overseas, mm-hmm. at least one person being on that. Because one of the great mm-hmm. things, so this is how I receive my Relay FM like, money, right? So it's mm-hmm. how I get paid mm-hmm. by our company. Um, because what I like about TransferWise is you can set up what seem to be essentially fake international accounts. So mm-hmm. I have a bank and a, a bank account with an American bank account number mm-hmm. in TransferWise, and the money gets sent there, and then I can just swap it over into UK uh, money, yeah. and it's immediate. It's really incredible. And Rosemary's in the chat, who's one of the hosts of Automators on Relay FM. I believe we may have recommended to Rosemary to use TransferWise because we were struggling mm-hmm. for years to try and work out how to do it. PayPal was just destroying me fees-wise. Absolutely. Uh, so we ended, I ended up using that. It takes a bit to set up because you've got to go through a lot of like, you know, especially if it's any significant amount of money, you know, over like a very small amount. Um, you've you've got to start providing documentation to them to prove that you are who you say you are kind of stuff and and that you're not money laundering, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, once you get it all set up, boy, it's, is it an easier experience. 
Yeah, so Wise was the recommended platform yep. by my receiving party, and it failed me for weeks. And then we had to give up and physically go to the bank. So, well, okay, I don't know what happened then. then. Yeah, what, me what, neither. Do you know what issue you were having? I'm almost certain, and there's no clear error message, I'm almost certain it's because it's a business account with my bank, and they're only accepting the checking accounts from my bank, which are like, uh. I like I use a huge U.S. bank huh. that's, you know, gigantic but my business account is not doesn't seem to be recognized but if i used like a standard checking account it would have gone through is that's what weird. i'm getting yeah i don't know what's so, going on there anyway but yeah that's that was wise is the way to go it just didn't work for me in this instance and there was no clear reason to why we spent weeks on that like everything like everything's not instant either either that's why it's taken me a month to get this yeah no you gotta wait a couple of days at least when they, yep. when the transaction actually goes Yep. Uh, it's a you know like I used to do this stuff for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, tr- transferring money internationally is expensive, time consuming, and can go horrifically wrong really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just to clear it up, you said it's for a pen. You're not buying a pen. You're buying pens that you're going to sell, right? Like you. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. working with a Jodo to make a uh, sweet pen addict edition. It is epic. <laughs> oh god, I gotta get one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be good. We'll have more on that later. But yeah, mm-hmm. like Ajoto is awesome, and they've they've been so patient with this. But man, what a mess! What a mess! Yeah. Oh, it's boy. literally yeah. taken a month. I think we're almost exactly a month from when I got the invoice mm-hmm. to I think today we have solved all our problems with many, 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 many. I do fa- hope so. That's that's the thing is you can't fail quickly Mm-mm. with this, right? Nope. It's like you do a process, then you wait a week to find out what happens. Yep. So sucks. that's why we're a month. But anyway, really all right, we should talk about other stuff. We should talk about the real show. But I'm sorry, I, I had to hijack because I literally just like I was hoping I would get to the podcast in time because I was at the bank uh, finalizing this. So. Mm, okay. Good times. Um, in more business news, I was on the Nib Section podcast, one of my favorite podcasts with the Fountain Pens Oceania group. Uh, I talked with Diana of the nib section on uh, a really wide ranging interview. A lot of the premise of why she wanted me to get on there was to talk, you know, the, the turning your hobby into a business aspects of jobby. what, what I do, the jobby. Uh-huh. Yeah. I hate that. I never, I never use that term. I should probably use that more. Um, it was just great. Like we had fun. I feel like we were just scratching the surface, even though we talked about a million things and, you know, uh, ranted and rambled on as I do and uh it was just fun got a lot of good feedback on that so y'all definitely go check that out um you should be listening to the nib section anyway right it's like mm-hmm. one of the uh, awesome stationary podcasts everyone should have that in their in their podcatcher of choice and uh check it out whenever they publish I think every two weeks is their schedule but this one just came out and uh check it out let me know what you think and uh let Diana know what you think because uh, I think she uh was an awesome interviewer So I got another link, Mike. This one caught me by surprise. Good friend Glenn HK, friend of the program, sent me something you rarely see out in the wild, and that is a Platinum 3776 store special edition. Now, these have happened before. There's been stores that get 3776 special editions. There's been, you know different editions that platinum does for different things but they're not that often 
widely available, right? Mm-hmm. They're they just kind of exist, and you know, we might see them, we might not. They're not sailor, put it that way. They're not sailor in the way they handle their special editions. So anytime you see a platinum, it's like, oh, cool, because I love the thirty-seven seventy-six. I, I would fair. That's fair to say that you love the thirty-seven seventy-six, or at least the platinum nibs. And this is a store exclusive for a store called Journalize, which is in Hong Kong. I actually like that store name. What do you think about that store name? Journalize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's fun. That's fun. Brad, I never no would have had like a revelation about it. Right, like it's a fine <laughs> name, but like I, ne- I never would have been like, oh man, that's a good name. Like that it's never not... would have happened to me. I guess it's like, oh yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know exactly why that... how I felt. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I have no well, problem you, with it. We get some silly names or some fun names or like, you know, non-unique names. It's not like special. Like it's very, um, you could see that walking down the street in like a shopping disc district of uh-huh. Hong Kong and go, oh, that's very antiseptic. <laughs> but it's it's okay. I like it. I'm down with it. Anyway, um, this, it's hard to discuss. It's a basic smoke gray translucent pen mm-hmm. barrel. Okay. So if you're all familiar with the 3776, that's kind of what they do, right? Simple barrel colors, really great nibs. But there is a couple of little things that they did with this that makes me like even more like attracted to just like the basic smoke and rhodium trim barrel. It has Hong Kong around the cap band, mm. which I don't they rarely do those types of things, right? Changing the lettering on the cap band usually say like century 3776 or something like that. And then they have a converter with a little bit of artwork on there. And what I, well, we've seen that plenty of times before. I think it's kind of cool that it's this hot pink purple that you're going to see underneath the translucency of the Oh, you would see that through? Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little bit. I don't think it's going to stand out a lot. I would like to have seen that pink carried through to the pen itself, personally, like in Mm -hmm. in some way, like maybe some detail in the finial or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that this is different, like in the sense that they don't do this stuff very much, but this Mm -hmm. design, it really doesn't excite me. Agreed. Yeah. I, I could imagine Platinum just selling this colorway, like normally like in a regular if they don't already and yeah um, you know so like yeah it's got some little details to it but again it's like going back to that conversation we've had so much over the last maybe six weeks or so it's just not it doesn't really feel like enough to me to warrant like oh this is a special edition yeah i I think it's a good store brand Store branded edition. Yeah, sure. Right? Like the store, it's going to do well there. Like, is this a, like a universally like crazy awesome um, pen? Yeah, maybe not. One thing I did notice is that it does come in all of the nib options, which is strange. It comes all the way down to UEF and then all the way up to B with uh, the course and the SF and then all the standards in between there. Mm. I did get a new um, translation for ink converter. So uh, in the translate, this is the ink inhaler. So um, we might have oh, to work that, that into. Oh, from Google Translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so breathe I'm, in I'm that on, ink in. Mm-hmm. Breathe in the ink in. And uh, yeah, the um, the pen cap is also called the pen pole in this in this mm-hmm. situation. So the pen addict podcast gonna... does not endorse breathing ink. 
Mm-mm, no, so please don't do that. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. It's a highly specific edition. It's kind of looks like it could be a stock edition, but I think it's unique enough. I think it's going to be a really fun and cool store brand. Um, I would like to see this in person just to kind of get to see if it's even like better than like my Chartres Blue with rhodium trim. Like this, this could be the same thing like with Hong Kong on the cat band type of thing, but I, I think it's cool. I like it. It's nice. Um, what also is nice, Mike, is Team Safari is owning this year so hard i had to decide to to give away some pins okay success and i just i just wanted to make sure our listeners knew number one how great team safari is in 2021 Mm -hmm. and then i'm not gonna let uh team all-star live this year down for quite a while i feel like it's got me you know a couple years worth of of good vibes. I can just look back on this and I I wanted to continue to promote team safari on the blog this week. So I'm doing a giveaway for the Lamy safari Savannah green and the Lamy safari Terra red on the blog. So I don't always put like, you know, my giveaways and talk about the blog stuff on here, but I thought this one was super cool in case, um, you know, you missed it on the blog, go check it out. We'll have the link in the show notes. You can sign up through Friday anyone can can win and um you know just profess your love for team safari is all you got to do and 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 click a couple buttons and and you're in so yeah that's the ticket we have the first retro 51 of the new era the first popper it's popping in as we know popping out I f- as they I feel like, like to we, do. i feel like we should go dun, 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 dun. It, it, that's actually quite fitting uh pen mm. is called the herald and the kind of the idea i actually kind of really like the idea mm. it's it's kind of like a town crier or a publication making a proclamation mm-hmm. and the pen itself which is one of the metal editions uh features the 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 you know the the kind of the catchphrase the tagline life is too short to carry an ugly pen and then overall the pen uh, so i say retro 51 sent this to me it just arrived yesterday i had no idea it was happening so thank me you as to well. the folks over well. retro 51 uh it is a I, I actually really liked the design in person i wasn't that excited about it uh from imagery but in person it's it's much cooler looking um actually is it a metal version i'm not even sure i think it is no. right no, it's is a lacquer it version. Print? Well, they've done yes. a very good job. There's also a texture to it too, so it trick it's really good. Um, and they also, I like that the uh, what would you, it's not the nib, the tip, the tip. Oh, the hardware, like the 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 nose cone, yeah, and the clip cone. and the barrel, or like that nickel, or and it's I think it's nickel. Yeah, it's like brushed nickel. Yeah. That's my favorite hardware. That's the hardware I picked for my very first retro because it's so cool. It's like yep. a little bit of dark, but not overwhelmingly so. But what I what I like about this, uh, honestly, is this pen, it's kind of good. I think it's fun for me in that it is self-referential in signifying mm-hmm. that it's a new time. And that the new owners are saying, like, here we are. We're staying true to what this brand is. Let's move forward. And I like that. This is a good idea. I didn't think about this. I thought there would be, like, a bigger... Honestly, I thought the way it was going to happen was, like, hey, here's our first, you know, five metalsmiths in conjunction with this 
you know, with the Smithsonian and, you know, this is the way you, the the new ownership of Retro 51, this is the, the picture, you know, we're painting. Um, and they did it in a more direct fashion than that, which I can mm-hmm. appreciate. I, I like that. It caught me off guard. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I like, I see what you did there and I like it. <laughs> um, the pen is very cool. It, like you said, like in the just in the cylinder or the pictures online like yeah it looks cool but when i i took it out on stream yesterday and un, unpackaged it and really looked at the details i was like oh yeah it's very cool i liked very it nice. and um i think they all, all there's 1951 of these yep. right so and then they all ship with the rickshaw matching rickshaw sleeve yep so it's like a little more expensive like total price point for the set but you get the pin sleeve with it so like it's around 50 dollars, i think um but it's like it kind of feels right for what it is what they're doing what the add-in is yeah, i'm not sure i understand single pen sleeves but yeah i do like it as an extra because if you really like the design now you kind of have like a little extra thing which yeah. is nice but the single pen sleeve thing I, I don't i don't i know a lot of people use it mm-hmm. um it only really makes sense to me for a pen that has a delicate uh, material, like it's made of a delicate material, or that like you'd be super bummed mm-hmm. out if you scratched it. And I never really think about that way of Retro Fifty Ones specifically. Yeah, I like the idea of single pen sleeves. I never use a single pen sleeve because yeah. I'm rarely carrying a single pen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I would use them if I was, you know, like if I had like a a, a Rushi pen. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, you know, even in one of the knot cases, I might put it in a thing and then put it in the knot case, right? Just because it's like, right, right, right. This is I don't want anything to happen to it, you know. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, really good. I like that it's like a line of demarcation, and here we go. Yes, it's fun. Now, all right, if we're talking about <laughs> celebration pens, <laughs> all right, that's what we're talking about. There's something quite different, uh, and. I would say many steps up. So um, this episode is brought to you by the Canalea Pen Company. We're going to do as we've done in the past because uh, Canalea have a new pen that we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to read an ad. The, the ad includes some of my own thoughts in the ad, and then we're going to review the pen after the ad. Um, what Canalea pay us for is this ad. They do not pay us to review the pen, nor do they ask us to say anything or not say anything specific in the review. Um, so I just want to say that up front. But let me tell you about their beautiful new pen and a little bit about the company. So Canalea Penco, they make stunning, beautiful, fantastic pens inspired by images of Hawaii. Canalea's founders, Hugh and Carol, believe that these locations can help recharge our spirit and connect us with nature. And while the story behind these pens is wonderful, really it's the execution of them that sets them apart. Every single Canalea pen is handmade in a process that means that no two pens will ever look alike. And every single nib is tuned before it ships to your customers. What you get is something truly unique for you and that really adds to the overall experience. To celebrate their fifth anniversary, Canalea have created a truly, truly special pen. So there's two things going on here. I'm going to tell you about the like big, big anniversary model first. It's called the Honokalani Mailei Lei. The design of this pen is inspired by Hugh and Carol's first ever trip to Hawaii. 
Its design is based on the stunning visuals of Honokalani Beach with crystal blue waters and glistening black sand, and these elements are captured perfectly in this pen. This model also features something extra, a new band around the cap designed to evoke a lei made of of mile leaves crafted in argentium silver designed by Canalea's art director Emerald. A mile leaf uh, lei, so the lei is what you'd see, you see these like you have like flowers around your neck, I've had them with shells, but made of these leaves is used to signify special events in somebody's life, which makes it the perfect accompaniment for Canalea's fifth anniversary pen. This model featuring the Miley Leaf band, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm confident I'm saying that word wrong every <laughs> single time, and I apologize. It's M-A-I-L-E. I've, they provided a pronunciation. I've listened to a pronunciation, but I know every single time I'm saying it differently. The Miley Leaf uh, band is only offered in Canalea's classic style of pens, the larger cap one. But the Honokalani colorway is also offered in classic pinched and classic slim also. So you can get the one with the band on it in the classic style with no band in either classic pinched or classic slim. Canalea pens will feature Yoa number no. 6 nibs and you can buy them in steel or 18 karat gold directly from Canalea. They offer sizes from extra fine to 1.1 millimeter stub and every single pen ships in a beautifully packaged keepsake box. There's also many more beautiful models of Canalea pens for you to check out as well. There truly is one for everyone. The Honokalani Miley Leaf will be shipped within two to three weeks if you order before May 12th. After this, it's four weeks, and the Honokalani without the band will ship in four weeks. And a portion of every sale will be donated to the Maui Food Bank and Kahaliakola, um, again, I'm so sorry, uh, a homelessness resource center in Hawaii. Go and see for yourself at canaleapenco.com. That's canaleapenco.com to choose your aloha today. Our thanks to Canalea Penco for their support of this show and a huge congratulations to them from us on their fifth anniversary. I can't believe it's been five years. It simultaneously feels like 10 years or two years, mm-hmm. right? So I remember back, if you let me digress for just a second, I remember now that I have the, the, the correct five-year anniversary math in my head, it was actually six years ago that I met Hugh for the first time at the DC Pen Show, and he asked for a minute of my time. We scheduled a meeting just to, for him to tell me he's got this idea. And I heard him out, and I was like, yeah, cool. Like, this, uh, this sounds great. And, like, he kept working, and he stayed in touch, and... You know, we just talked about pen stuff and doing things and, you know, uh, about his idea. And then 2016, so five years ago, they launched at the DC Pen Show. So a year after I talked to him the first time. And I still remember the, I remember exactly where their table was in that ballroom, exactly where my table was with Van S. Pens in the, in the atrium and people walking back and forth discussing Look at these pens. Look at the one that I picked out. Which one did you pick out? Look at this one. Look at that one. And like, I still remember like all the exacting details of that day and how, like, by the end of the first day, there was just gaps <laughs> in the table because they were so they were sold out of some of the models. And it's cool to see what they've done over these five years. I still, I, I I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around that the the five years ha- has passed since we, we first talked. And then you turn the corner uh, over into this pen. Um, what's the name of it again, Mike? 
I'm just going to go with Hanukkah Lani. Because <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, one I know I can say. I feel like I feel confident yeah. in that. Hanukkah Lani. I, like, I feel good. At, I feel good about Hanukkah Lani. So this is exactly what they should have done for the fifth anniversary. Yeah. Like this is a level up pin for the Canalea brand right now. It's got more features. It's got more design work. It's got a greater cost, but there's a reason for all that because they're marking this, you know, landmark in their, it's a in their special business. edition. It's a, yeah, it's a thing. And I'm glad to see that it has these extra features um, like the Miley band, right? So I did not expect this No, when I saw the pen. Like, we don't get a preview of this until the box shows up. Mm-hmm. I opened it up, and I was like, oh, my God, what is happening here? I this couldn't is, believe like, it. It, was, it I felt – I was I, – I kind of got an idea because we – you know, like, you open the package, and there's, there's like, uh, imagery, right? Mm-hmm, right. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. You know, yeah. like everyone loves the blue ones, you know, like yeah, the beach yeah, ones yeah. have always done really well for them. And I opened it up and I was like, oh my God, I couldn't, like, I really couldn't believe it. Like the, the, the band that goes around it, cause we both got the one with the band on it. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. really is, what I like about it, what I like about this pen is that they've saved this idea, which I'm sure they've had for a while mm-hmm. to signify a special occasion like and knowing that this pen was to celebrate the fifth anniversary, it was like, oh yeah, you know what? I, you know what? Like th- this is a really good idea. Like this is exactly what you should be doing to mark an occasion like this. Um, whilst also, I feel like that there is a little bit in both ideas of like them going back to their roots for the types of pen that they've made in the past. You know, like mm-hmm. the the beach ones. Of as I say, they've always done really well with the blue translucency and stuff. But the again, the acrylic work on this pen is amongst the best that they have ever done. The the black swirls that signify the kind of sand is just unbelievable and so deep. And it's got that effect again where there are parts of it that look like they like impossibly go into the pen forever. Like there's like <laughs> you know, it's this this pearlescent effect that they're able to do with it where it it just feels like there are these little pockets of like ocean inside. It's unbelievable. It really is. Uh, the whole package incredibly special. So the best compliment. I have. I obviously love this pen. Completely adore it. I, I think they knocked it out of the part. I have the one with the clip version too, which I'd been talking about wanting one with the clip. I have no clip, and this is my first in the uh, classic style with the where the cap is a bit is a bit larger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big pen. It's a big pen. Yeah. So the material, the, my my highest compliment I can give the material is this looks like something I would make for myself, right? Right. Like I would choose this brightness of the blue, have it translucent, and the black swirls show the sand that the the inspiration picture's from, but it doesn't overwhelm the pen. It literally just swirls through the pen. Yep. It's not. It doesn't take over the pen. That's why I like the Kona Cherry so much, right? Because it has a massive amount of translucency. That's what I like in my pens. And this one has even more translucency in the blue than that. And it, I don't know. I, it's great. They they did. This is exactly what you should do for a celebratory pen, mm-hmm. right? I feel like like this is never going to be 
your number one seller because of the price point, right? Mm -hmm. But what it's going to be is a representation of what you can do and a culmination of the successes you've built upon for the previous five years. So you do something special. You do something for like your super fans. Um, So like it tells a little bit of different stories. Like, hey, this is what we do as Canalea and this is what we've built into and this is the culmination of these these last five years and that's the story that I think they're telling with this pin and I I think they executed it um, just about perfectly for me. Yeah, so the regular one the one without the band on it is three nine five, which is their typical price. Their standard, yep, standard yeah, price. Which you can get the all blue pin like in your standard yep. price. And the Mile LA version is five five five, which again five years. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to say that like whilst that is a high price, I personally completely believe that Canalea belong in that category. When right. they give the like, you know, so they 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 would give you an extra here, right? That the silver band makes it more expensive, mm-hmm. so they you know you you can see you're getting your value if that if you know if you're looking at it, it's like okay, this is a different, this is like an addition. Mm-hmm. But I just mean like from a visual perspective and from a crafts perspective, this kind of tier, this over five hundred dollar tier. I think that this is a tier that they can play in if they can want to continue doing that. Like, not that I'm telling them to increase the prices of their current pens, <laughs> right. but if they have things like this that they want to do, I feel like this is a company that can do that. Personally, right, right exactly. And one last thing uh, on the band, just from a technical perspective, it does add a little bit of weight to the pen, right? This is not like a I like that like though. a aluminum feeling band. It's not like airy and light. Like it's substantial. Like yep. you can feel the, the cat, band. I find the, the cat very satisfying to hold. Yeah, so like because totally. you know I, you I cap it. my pens right and and I've been noticing when I've been using this pen that I hold this cap in my hand in my other hand, um, just because it it really it feels great and and the the band itself. I mean, it's so well integrated into the cap. Like it looks, yeah. it just looks excellent. They've, you know, surprise, surprise, they've done it again. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm thrilled with it. I'm, yeah. I, it's great. It's great. So yeah, there you go. I don't. <laughs> it'll if we, if I continue talking, it'll just be me fawning over it even more. So yeah, really, really good job. Very proud. Um, to see this fifth anniversary, um, that's not an easy thing to do in these in the market these days. And uh, congratulations to Kenalea Pinco for sure. Yep. All right, we're gonna take a big turn here mm-hmm. and catch up on something hilarious I saw on Twitter that was sh- sent to me by a good friend of the show Becky. She sent me a tweet from or a tweet a Twitter thread I should say, um, from. Forever Agend. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but we'll have it in the show notes. Are you familiar with the with the Ace Attorney? Uh, are we calling this an anime? Uh, no. Well, Ace Attorney is a video game. Video game. It's okay. a video game series. Maybe there is an anime, but I know it as a video mm-hmm. game series. Okay. So I don't really know it, obviously, right? Because I can't talk about it. But I know Phoenix Wright. Like I know the memes and the character. And it's very popular. Like, if you don't know this and you go look at this link, you'll go, oh, I, I kind of recognize this um, kind of art style and this this character. But what, um, uh, fo- oh, maybe it's Faux I don't know. I can't pronounce their don't name. Don't worry Anyway, they took all the characters of this game in this series and matched up pins 
to each character. Did you go through this thread and look at this? Yeah, I'm familiar with this meme style. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, it's such and such person in the shampoo bottles, and it's like you're picking mm-hmm. colors and maybe something in the style of a product that matches with either a person or a series of people. Right. So, like, the the Phoenix Wright is always kind of in this blue suit and just kind of classic put-together looking... Um, you know, outfit. And so they match them with the bright blue Lamy all-star with like this. It's just a clean pin to kind of match this clean suit. And then you scroll down and then there, there's a character, uh, Maya Fay who matches with a Jin Hao with, with a food, a nib because, you know, the nib resembles her hair bun and things like this. I just thought I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of this thread. It's just silly, and I think it's hilarious. Uh, Athena Sykes, Twisby Eco Yellow, looks like a cool gadget that is also commonly mistaken as a vape pen. So they were very funny in putting putting all this stuff together. So we were talking about this, and I was challenged, Mike. I was challenged. What part of pop culture or meme culture or music or TV or anything could I put together and assign pins to that's a (laughs) that's a really difficult challenge I should have made you do this uh, because it is not easy I'm pleased and only that you didn't. When I opened the document today and saw that you'd done it and there wasn't a request for me to do it, I was very pleased. I wasn't going to do that to you without much, much advance notice. Um, so the one thing I couldn't get out of my head is I'm obviously a huge Ted Lasso fan. I've talked about it on the nib section. It comes, It seems to come up all the time. And you've watched Ted Lasso, right, Mike? Yeah. 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 So I said that that was the only thing. Like I could have gone to... You know, like the the Office, you know, TV series or sitcom, or just pick like some really really huge pop culture thing. And Ted Lasso is pretty huge on its own. So it's like I love Ted Lasso. I'm watching it again right now for the third time. So let me see what I can do. And I thought about it for a second, and I got like two of the characters really quick. I was like, okay, I know two of them. Like I I want to do this. So let me see if I can figure out the rest. So let's do this. What do you think? Go for it. All right. So we're gonna start with Ted. Ted right at the top. Ted Lasso, I'm going to say this right now. If you have not seen Ted Lasso, there will be spoilers ahead. We just can't get away from it in this type of topic I'm doing. If you don't want to be spoiled and you think you're going to watch it, um, I would like fast forward like five minutes. Like yeah. I, it, I will spoil your show. Um, Ted is the pilot Kakuno, Mike, because all I see is the smiley nib on the pilot Kakuno. Uh, Ted is not always smiling in this show, but I think people think he is right. That's his, that's his persona, this upbeat, go get him, believe personality always has a smile on. So that smiley nib of the pilot Kakuno, and it's a pretty darn good pen too. It's not flashy. It works really well. It knows its job. It knows what it's doing. I feel that's Ted. Yeah. You are doing this in a slightly different way. Oh yeah. yeah. So like you are choosing I'm not doing it aesthetically necessarily. Exactly. And this meme is an aesthetics meme. But mm-hmm. well, I like that you've taken it to that next level and yeah. you are doing this as a hit let me tell you about the characteristics of the characters and the pens and why it matches. 
Yeah, and I think it's a little bit a combination of both. But mm-hmm. I couldn't do it just a st- on a set. If I was doing just aesthetics, Ted Lasso would not be the show to pick, right? No. Like, because everyone's in uniform pretty much the entire show. Sure. So I would pick some, like, pick something like Star Wars or whatever, and then just pick everyone's Star Wars pen. Where you just pick all the cross um, pens and you're done. Yeah, exactly. Which there is one in this list. So, yeah, so I did, I thought more about either what pen that they are or what pen they would use, right? Mm-hmm. So Rebecca is next. So This is an amazing choice. She is it, because this was the hardest one, because yeah. she is an extraordinarily complex character. I think maybe the most complex character on the show because on one hand, she's very, very good. On one hand, she's very, very bad, right? She's Mm -hmm. got, like, she is, you know, maybe into things for the wrong reasons, but she takes those wrong reasons very seriously and has this side to her. But on the other hand, she's really, really great, right? She's, She's awesome. But Rebecca is the rich now owner of the team, of the football club, and she's well put together, tall statuesque blonde she has a rolls royce with a driver like but she's like a powerful strong woman but she's super complicated so i was like well what like number one rebecca is going to be using like a mont blanc right like that's a fact Mm -hmm. so she is like she's loaded she's rich she's just coming off this divorce she's just out there but she's going to use like a mont blanc special edition she's just not going to use like the 149 and I literally had this in my head, not knowing that there was a pen of it, but she's the Mont Blanc Marilyn Monroe special edition. And not just from the looks perspective, it's really from a complicated person perspective, right? Like this Marilyn Monroe is a complex character. Like you see her in the pictures, right? And she was just a, you know, a supermodel before there were supermodels, but she was a lot more than that and had a really interesting life and had a very, you know, very interesting moments in her life, very big ups and big downs. And I, I just thought this was kind of the right fit for Rebecca. So you think I, I did okay on that one? Because I really, I think it's fantastic. I struggled with that one. I think it's fantastic. Especially yeah. like the Marilyn Monroe version is the, I think it's just like the perfect. Because yeah. she's got that very classic look about her. Like right. Classic right. star look about her, so. Right, right. So next is Keely. <laughs> Keely was pretty easy, except finding like the real product that I want. So I went off the board a little bit, and on Etsy, I found a plush unicorn fluffy pin because I'll never forget the time she got hired by Rebecca to do PR for the team, and she came in with her unicorn notebook to get started working. And Keely is all flash. Keely is the she's the washed up supermodel, so she still thinks she's like the the hot young thing but she knows she's going out like she's she's aging out of her former job but she still likes the the bright and funny and fluffy and furry so i thought she's the plush unicorn fluffy pen like that's a hundred percent nathan was hard i wanted to make sure to put nathan in because he's also one of the like the, i think one of the most interesting characters in the show where he is ostensibly the uh the what do they call it the, the he's the boot he's the boot manager right or the, what do they call the 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 guy that manages the shoes but basically he's like the the clubhouse attendant mm-hmm. that eventually becomes into like a big role in as an assistant coach and he is on the outside like he's dead shy and doesn't talk 
until you open him up and then get him saying what he wants. And so he's kind of like the pilot vanishing point to where on the outside, it just looks like a pin. And then you click that knock and this point comes out and it's like, Oh, that's a pin. Nate, Nate has it on the inside and you got to get it out of him. So I think he's the pilot vanishing point and not just any pilot vanishing point. I think he's like the most basic pilot vanishing point, like blue with Chrome trim, right? He's not the black matte sleek pilot vanishing point. He's just like the, um, like the basic, like the most basic vanishing point. And it looks like, oh, yeah, that's a pen. Then click. Then it's like, bam. Oh, my God, Nathan. That was genius. <laughs> it's like, I had no idea you had it in you. <laughs> Coach Beard was almost left off the list until my wife yelled at me. She's like, why isn't Beard on there? I was like, okay, I'll put Beard on there because it seems too obvious. Like, he's the cross Star Wars Chewbacca pen. Perfect. Like, he just is. Um, like, his beard isn't outrageous. And, I, you know, it's I guess it's part of the the gag. It's like, it's it's... It's just a name, like it doesn't reference necessarily the beard, but he is the cross Star Wars Chewbacca, just because it kind of looks like him. And uh, you know, he's also he's also part of the rebellion, right? Coach Beard is really into what Ted's doing, and he's okay with doing it differently. And he's the partner that everyone needs to have the support. So it also fits in with Chewbacca's role to Han Solo, right? So he is that. He's that secondary character that the first character almost couldn't exist without having that support system there. So I think it's a little bit more than that. Roy Kent is my favorite character in the show. I absolutely adore Roy. His was very hard to come up with. But I think in the end, I didn't give him a pin specifically. I gave Roy an entire brand. Roy is Parker. Like the entire brand of Parker. He was once great. He was once the best. And now he's on his last leg. He's riding it out Mm. until retirement. He's headed for a Hall of Fame, you know, type of entrant once he retires. But he's not ready to give it up. He's, He's banged up. He's slow. He's getting beat by the young guys. And... He's hanging on, though, and he's well-respected. He's beloved. Everyone loves Roy. All the fans, like, they really, really care about Roy. And I think it's like Parker, and I was just going to pin him down to, like, the Parker Dual Fold or the Parker 51 that they were, like, these beloved pens in their heyday, but now they're a little bit of second thought, but they're also hanging on, right? Like, they the, the luster's off a little bit, but they're still good. Like, they're still there. They're still kicking. And uh, he's just he's just hanging in there, and uh, I I love Roy, uh, he's my favorite. I saved the best for last, Mike. This was the easiest, I and the one I'm most so proud of. This. <laughs> I am so happy with this, and this was the reason why I did the whole thing. Once I sat down and thought about this for a second, Jamie Tart, the foil, the kind of glue that a lot of this show runs through for part of it in getting to some of the solutions and conclusions of why this show hit home with a lot of people. But Jamie is the superficial prima donna. Young Buck believes in only himself, can do no wrong, doesn't care what anyone has to say. He's pretty much an idiot. (laughs) 
He's a big fan of himself. He runs around, you know, with his shirt off. He gets, you know, he gets his waxing. He he cares about his look. Jamie Tart is the Graf von Faber Castell Sparta pen. Jamie Tart is a pen with abs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could not think of a better pen of abs. I could not think of a better pen for Jamie Tart. Pen of abs. So, thank you, Becky, for sending us, sending me this link, letting me go on a different tangent with it. But I had fun putting this together. Um, if you all have any shows or selections or any anything you want to uh, to disagree with me on or give someone else a better better a pen assignment, uh, let me know. I would love to hear it. But uh, this was fun and uh, <laughs> it makes me laugh. So I'm glad to do it. <laughs> all right. This episode is also brought to you by Hello. Hello make incredibly comfortable buckwheat pillows. I don't know if you've ever tried a buckwheat pillow, but it is very different to your regular fluffy pillow. It really supports your head and neck and doesn't collapse under the weight of your head like a traditional pillow would. Hello stays cool and dry compared to feather or foam pillows. Plus, buckwheat tends to breathe more easily, so you're not going to get all warm and humid. You don't have to flip over to the cool side of the pillow anymore because your pillow is always cool. And you can add or remove filling to suit your needs so your pillow can be just the way you like it. People have been sleeping on buckwheat pillows for years. They're really popular in Japan. And also, apparently, they appear on, quote, pillow menus at fancy hotels. I've never seen a pillow menu. I would like (laughs) to one day see a pillow menu. I have been sleeping on hollow pillows for maybe three years at this point. Um, I would never go back. This is the only type of pillow for me. I get exactly what I want. I stay nice and supported. I find it incredibly comfortable. Um, you know when you kind of like do that thing where you bunch up your pillow and you put your head on it and then your pillow just like, bleh. they don't do this. You bunch it up, put your head on it and it all stays exactly where you want it to be. <laughs> so fantastic. I love it. Hello pillows are made in the USA with quality construction and materials. The certified organic cotton case is cut and sewn for durability and buckwheat is grown and milled in the US as well. You should be curious to try one of these things out by now, and you can. You can sleep on it for 60 nights, and if Hollow isn't right for you, you can just send it back for a refund. Go to hollowpillow.com slash penaddict right now to get your very own buckwheat pillow. That's H-U-L-L-O-P-I-L-L-O-W.com slash penaddict. And if you buy more than one, they have a special discount of up to $20 off, depending on which size you opt for. They have fast free shipping of every order and 1% of all profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. Give it a try. If you love it and keep it, if you don't, just send it back. That's hollowpillow.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to Hollow for the support of this show and Relay FM. I can't believe how much I love my Hollow Pillow. I bought oh, I didn't one. know you had one. Yeah, I bought one from their when they first started advertising with us last year sometime. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot because I hate. Um, like most pillows, right? Like pillow shopping is just terrible. And I was like, I'm going to try this because I need a new pillow. And I like, I, I went in a skeptic and I came out like a super fan. I can't oh, use it's, you it's just get sold forever for on these things. Yeah. It's like I'm done two ways about it. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Love it. All right. Let's hit these ass TPA. We got a bunch this week, a bunch of good ones. All right, first one this time comes from Craig and in the Discord who says, I'm new to fountain pens in the last year. 
I've mostly seen discussions of Nib's size uh, with the focus on handwriting until I saw Brad's review of the Robert Oster Blue Water Ice Ink. As someone who loves fountain pen inks for shading, I would love to hear any color or nib size combination you prefer outside of those listed in the post. So the idea being that nib size seems to be something that's spoken about a lot when it comes to how your handwriting comes out, but nib sizes also have effects for the way the ink shades and stuff like that. So would there be other recommendations? Yeah, so to get the most out of, let's just stick with like shading properties of a nib you know the more um the more ink you can get on the page the better but you don't also don't want the ink to pool right so you want that ink to spread so like a stub nib does the trick of putting a decent amount of ink on the page and then pulling that ink away from itself as you continue to write if that makes sense you know kind of like a squeeze it's like squeegeeing itself which allows for different, um, I guess, ink weights on the page, right? Some It could be lighter, it could be thicker, depending on like if you're picking up the nib from a certain spot. So stub and cursive italic nibs, anything that's flat across the front is going to show off that shading better because it's, its job is to actually spread the ink while you're writing whereas a more rounded tip nib even a like a, if you just take a broad nib right it's a rounded tipping nib you're going to get a ton of ink on the page and if that ink is going down heavily you're going to see less shading you're going to get some because that metal is touching the page and spreading the ink around but it's more likely based on the design of the tip of the nib to leave a more uh, a wetter line which gives you less shading. Now, it would give you more sheen in that instance, right? The sheen does well with heavy ink applications, but the shading, you need a thinner, drier ink application to really, really show off and make those ink colors pop. Am I am I answering the question correctly, you think? I think so. Yeah. So, you know, I find that, like, that's when I get into loving certain blue-black inks because most of the time blue black inks people don't get that right well it's just a blue black ink and you just write with it and you put it on the page and it looks like you know just a regular blue black ink but if you get some of those in a stub nib or something like pilot roshi shinkai when you spread that ink around a little bit you go oh that's different than what i expected and then that's where like those stub nibs come into play for an ink you wouldn't think would have certain characteristics like a shinkai or i'm yeah like a shinkai um, to where it actually goes, oh, this is an exceptionally special ink. And that's what um, that's what shows it off. Next question comes from Pulp and Pen. What are your thoughts on the brand Narwhal pens, the low-priced but fancy acrylics of piston fillers that you see in more expensive pens? Is it a great deal? Is it underrated? I don't hear much about them. I think kind of all of the above, like great deal, underrated. I haven't used one, which is weird. Like I've... I swear I've like ordered some or had some on the way and I don't I've lost track or maybe I pretended to order it and I never did. I think they're probably pretty good. They get good reviews. Uh the price point is good. The, you know, you can get like a, a piston filler for like around 40 bucks. They look like good quality. Um as far as I can tell on everything I read about them, they have a, a good um good customer service, right? They're like attentive like if there's issues with the pens and like, I, I can't give any more than that because I haven't tested them specifically, but everything I hear is good, positive. They seem like a good value. 
and uh, I would definitely give them a shot, and I will put them back on my list to make sure I get one or two to check out and uh, do a proper review on. But I'm 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 interested. Put it that way. Bijou Al asks, "I'm moving soon. What do I do with all my empty pen boxes? I sure aren't hauling them across nine <laughs> states. Bonfire, like no I, recycle, Brad. Bonfire. Okay. I recycle them into the air. Into um, the air. Is that is that how then, that works? Yeah. Then we'll use the ash and like fertilizer or something. Right. I don't know. Right. I'm, just, right. I'm just making stuff up at this point. I I hate pen boxes. Like I just do. Like you're not going to get any." Good tips for me because uh, Bijou and I have the the same problem. I I, I don't like pen boxes. Um, I keep them all right because what if I what if I'm gonna sell this pen later, Mike? Which I don't. Which I'm Never not. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I keep them, and I have two shelves full of pen boxes, and they don't stack well, and they're just all jammed in there. And I hate looking at them. I hate pen boxes. I ha- Mike, I hate pen boxes. Did you okay. hear? No, I didn't know. <laughs> I and mean, like the bigger, sometimes the, the bigger nice. and fancier, sometimes the worse. Nice. Sometimes no. They're, okay, they're never nice. The bigger and fancier they are, the more space they take up to not be used. What good is the big lacquer box that my Aurora 88 came in if it's sitting in the closet? All right, so pen manufacturers, you've heard it. Brad Dowdy offers a pen from you. Just put a pen in an envelope. No packaging. Just send it I'm to good him. with that. That's how he wants it. Like, the rest of their customers would hate that. They need the fancy. They're just you. They so need to pay extra just you. for packaging, Mike. So if you order a pen from a company now and they listen That's to the show, just put, put it me in on an the envelope. List. No matter how much a pen costs, straighten an envelope. Just like an envelope you'd put a piece like a letter into, not even a padded one. Send it to Brad. I'm I'm not even joking. I would take the, I would check that box. All right. Just and like, in an envelope. Like Aurora, you can you knock $50 off my price because I'm paying for that stupid box. It's probably not and it's just sitting there. Mm. It's a great box. Don't get me wrong. It's an awesome box. But what but is you it? Hate What's it. its function after? A, I, I hate having it in my closet. Right. I agree with that part. They take up space. So what's the point? It's the part of the customer experience. Yeah. It's the initial sale. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not for shipping. Well, I mean, maybe sometimes. That's it's ancillary. not going to hurt. No, but it's secondary. Yeah, it's, it's part. Hurt, uh, it's part of the the sale of the product, and you're mm-hmm. paying for it mm-hmm. for it to sit in the closet. Yeah, you know my stance on this. Burn it. Uh, right. And the last question today comes from Rosemary. Will there ever be a spoke suite where you can get the entire spoke line of pens and pencils together in the same fancy design? <laughs> One of the things that makes me host, makes me happy is that Rosemary Orchard is a spoke pen super fan. I, <laughs> I love saying, her so much. Them She's buy, the best. Post them in the Discord. <laughs> Got like a purple one the other day. Yep, yep. She's so great. Um, there, the, I, I'm going to try to answer this question because I think the answer is no, but here's why. It's that Brian is one of those mad scientist people where things just happen, and then they exist, and then they go away, right? There's not enough... We would have to take like six months of planning to like build out what the spoke suite would be and like focus directly on that to make it happen where we're just saying, hey, this looks cool. Okay, go. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's that's honestly, that's generally how it goes. 
Brian says, what do you think about this? I say, OMG, I'm going to steal one. And then he makes them and then we sell them, right? There's no, not a much deeper thought process than that to say, hey, what if we, what if we built this uh, suite of pens to like match? But like the thought could be, what if we did the pen and pencil set? You know, like you used to get back in the day, you know, when, when Parker and Waterman and everyone was making like a pen and pencil set with the way we do our pens and pencils. Huh, we might actually could do that. So who knows? But I, I thought this was a cool question and um, a little peek behind how we make things to, to say that this we, we almost couldn't accomplish this um, if we tried because that's not how we're built to like make things. But then I think about like, what if we did a pen and pencil combo? That would be cool. So we'll, we'll work on that for you, Rosemary. If you'd like to send in a question for a future episode, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA, or you can use question mark AskTPA in the RelayFM members Discord, or also you can send them by email to hello at penaddict.com. If you'd like to find Brad online, you can go to spokedesign.com, penaddict.com, and knock.co. You can go to penaddict on Instagram, dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, you can join Brad at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Um, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. I'm back in Mega Studio, baby. I'm going to yeah. be here basically all the time now. Uh, so I'm going to be doing a stream from here. I think we're going to be building a keyboard of some description. I may be getting out the soldering iron for the first time uh, in like five months. That's going to be uh, this Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern at Mike.live. I hope to see you there. Uh, thank you so much to Hollow and Candelaya Penko, and we'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>